Welcome to the Model Made Podcast, the podcast for models by a model. Tune in for tips, tricks, and talks that will elevate you in your modeling journey. This podcast is possible thanks to Model University, which aims to educate and elevate models to their full potential and paycheck. Now, here's your host, internationally working, multi-agency represented, professional model and coach, Lola Shaw. Hey there, models. It's Lola Shell, your model coach, confidant, and cheerleader. Welcome to another episode of the Model Made Podcast. I'm really excited to show you guys, well, really let you guys hear, <laughs> the guest of today, the one, the only Kay Cox. And you can always check her out at the Kay Cox Way on Instagram. She is a model. She is a coach. She is an icon in the making a Jane of all trades, and trying to master all of them as well. Check out our interview. So my name is Kay Cox. I am the Kay Cox way. I'm a model. I'm a photographer. I'm a runway coach. I'm a mentor. I am, like I always say, I'm a Jane of all trades, and I'm trying to master all of them. (laughs) I absolutely love that catchphrase for you because, honestly, whether you can or you can't, you are correct. So because you think you can you will right definitely. awesome so <laughs> so we had um we've always had several conversations um you've been on the scene longer than I have and always have been a model that I've looked up to as somebody who carries herself with so much poise and so much grace but I always wanted to pick your brain because I just knew it could not be me in certain situations in this industry and because, like you said, you're a mentor, you're a coach, like this is a conversation that I definitely wanted to have with you because not only are you those things, but you are still an active model. You haven't removed yourself from the industry. You still very much book and book well. So definitely want to have this conversation about being a model of color, but more specifically, a black model um, in this industry. So... First and foremost, what's your experience in general um, being black, being a black model? Um, if you don't want to have the prefix and you want to just say model, definitely just what's been your experience as a model in the skin that you're in? Uh, black model, I mean, my, my experience as a whole has been a journey, okay? Um I started out modeling with lots of black girls where everybody was praised, everybody was congratulated and, and celebrated and everything like that. You know, you think this is what life is like, you know, in model world. Mm-hmm. But, um, like, you, 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 can't, there, you can't watch enough fashion shows and model shows to prepare you for what the model world is like. Mm. You have to actually get yourself in it, right? So I started out with lots of mommy with lots of black girls and lots of camaraderie, lots of um, lots of admiration because you know it's a, it's, it's us, it's our, it's our black community. Mm-hmm. But then when you start to get a little bit of experience and you know you want to expand, you want to grow, you start tapping your foot in the outside waters. It's so harsh. Um, mm. you get, as soon as you walk in the room, it's like, there's no gray area. They either love you or you're going to know that they don't like you. 
Mm. They're going to give you some BS excuse about, oh, we have your look already, sorry. Mm. When you look in the room, you look in the room and it's, it's probably like 15 models in a room. And 13 of them are white. One is ethnically ambiguous. Huh. And the next one is like getting bra- a light skinned black girl. Where's my look? Mm. I'm trying to, I'm trying to understand. You end up fighting to be the only black girl in the show or the only black, the, the black face of the ABC. It, it's always a fight to be the black girl. And it just shouldn't be a fight to be the black girl. Mm. That's, and that's as far as walking into a casting or walking into the agency. And when you get to, um, when you get to the show, you have white makeup artists and Latino makeup artists who don't know how to do your makeup. So you end up walking out looking like Dia de los Muertos if you don't do your own makeup. <laughs> <laughs> you, look like, you walk out looking like Ernesto de la Cruz. Mm. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, that is. It's a, it's a little, it's a little bit, um, it's a little bit, it's a little bit frustrating when you're in it all the time and you keep doing the same thing, but it, it definitely makes you, it makes you tougher as an individual in this industry. Wow. Okay. So, oh, you touched on a lot of things that we are going to expand on throughout this interview. Um, something that I, that really stuck out to me though, is the treatment, um, and I, I just kind of, uh, I want to ask the question as not calmly, but I want to ask it in a way where it's not perceived as jaded. It's not perceived as an ulterior motive behind it. But if you could just delve into how you've been treated in comparison to some of your same model counterparts at the same exact job or the same exact booking in the same exact space. Have you seen a difference in treatment or placement or opportunities given um, between you and if there are other black models versus models of other ethnicities? Um, to be honest, I've seen all of all of my brown all of my brown sisters be treated the same way. Mm. It's it's just that some. Companies, designers, agencies, they feel that pressure where if they don't choose a black model, they're going to be looked at crazy. Mm. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. we all, we all, we've all gotten the same treatment somewhere, somehow. Mm. Okay. Nobody, 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 no black model is exempt from the treatment unless, unless you you bought your way in or unless you already have a relationship with a designer or with the company, then, you know, they want to kick your ass a little bit and say, oh my God, you're so pretty. Oh my God, she's so beautiful. But you say that to all of us when we hop. Mm. And then mm. if, you, if, if they feel like we are not hot or we, we kind of took a step back, then back to giving the, the lip turned up or back to giving the eye or Oh, we have your look already. It's just that. It's like, it's like, this for a black girl, for, for all models, but a lot of the time for black girls, modeling is an abusive relationship that we can't get out of because we love it so much. Mm. And we, we want to fight for it. We want to fight to be here because it's not that easy, you know? Yeah. Well, 
Wow, that's going to help out a lot of models who are out there on two fronts. One, I feel like it'll make models who have never had that struggle just be more aware of the models who are constantly going through that struggle. Because it's one thing to know, it's another thing to do. We're going to get into more of your experiences as a model and more so on the lighter note. Could you please tell us what your best experience or client as a model has been and then also as a black model? Because there are some clients who are going to give you a great experience as a model no matter what, but then you have clients who make you feel seen and cherished for who you are. I've had way more awesome experiences than that. Gotcha. Which is which is a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um Although, although you had you had those bad moments, the good moments take over everything. The good moments is what make you push forward. Like I had the opportunity to walk for names like the Banana Republic. Mm-hmm. They accepted me with open arms, and Roberto Cavalli. That was mm-hmm. the biggest brand that I had worked with. Um, they accepted me with open arms, smiles. Oh my gosh, you're awesome! And not because I was the only black only black girl, because there were um, there were other there were other people there. Mm. It was like, oh my god, I love your energy, and that that's a lot. That means a lot. People like Acid NYC, mm. they welcomed me. They they are um they are they are designers who are so eclectic. <laughs> they yes. love they love everybody. Everybody is included in, and I think that I think inclusivity is important because. When you're a model, every every person on earth doesn't look like your five foot eleven slim, long neck, graceful. They don't look like that. Mm-hmm. You have short people who who need a, a short model to look up to. You have chubby girls who need a chubby girl to look up to. You know? Yeah. It's it, it just it's really it's they're, they're really good with the inclusivity and it makes me feel really really happy. To know that they're like, okay, no, we're gonna fight for you. We're gonna fight to make sure that you have the best experience at this show. Make sure you get paid. Make sure these people are taking care of you. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that's a that's a beautiful thing. I absolutely love it, and I, I love the fact that you touched on inclusivity is not just exclusive to race. I love that you included, and I literally said this very very recently in an interview that diversity goes far beyond your skin tone. Diversity is in body shapes and types, diversity in age, diversity in hair textures, diversity in facial mm-hmm. features. Like that type of diversity, that's what we really need. And that's what you need to filter into your inclusivity. Don't just do it to like check the boxes that you have all the races represented. Do it to where it's just right. like your audience is represented. Who are the people who are purchasing your products? Let them feel seen. And if the people who are purchasing your product look like me, hire me. (laughs) It's very simple. It's very simple. But I absolutely love that your best experiences far outweigh the worst ones. And I love that because that gives people hope that even though Black models especially, but not exclusively, do hardships as being models, period, that doesn't mean Mm -hmm. that you can't be great. That doesn't mean that you can't have great life-changing moment that doesn't mean that you can't influence or impact someone in the best way possible where they can see that they can do this too you know so i absolutely loved that um you touched on that when it came to your best experiences 
Now, oh, I do have to take a step backwards because I know we're in, in a great light. But you, so you said something earlier in your first answer about, um, and I want to get into the production side of it because now we're going to, um, I guess you would say change pace as far as not only what we're going through, but how we can. So when you're on a set or you're on a job and the glam squad is not, <laughs> you already know it's not bad, is not proficient in your hair texture or whatever hair that you oh, have with girl. you today or your skin complexion. How, how do you navigate that first? And then we're going to get into how we should adjust that in the industry, both from a model side and then from an industry side. So how do you combat walking onto a job that you're booked for, client loves you, but their glam squad has no idea what to do with you? Well, at that point, well, I don't, you know, to be honest, as far as my hair goes, because when I first started modeling, I was down wig. I was known as Wigatron. If you want straight mm -hmm. hair, I'm about to pull the straight hair out of my bag. Because my hair was natural at the time. I'm about to pull the straight hair out. Don't touch my natural hair because mm -hmm. if you mess it up, we're going to have a problem. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I would have, cur I would have curly hair. I would have straight hair. I would have long hair. I would have so many different types of hair in my bag just to be on the safe side so I was taken care of. Mm. And I, I made sure my I made sure my wigs were um my I made sure my wigs were versatile so that way they could maneuver through that hair because it's uh it's so it, it was much easier for them. It was more like uh, the Caucasian girl texture, white girl texture. Mm -hmm. But I, I physically I've never had to deal with anybody messing up my hair because mm -hmm. like I said I had wigs and then at some point in time I was wearing weave. I had texturized my hair because at, at some point I thought this is what they're looking for. They're looking for straight hair, straight long hair or wavy long hair. Mm. So I was doing that. They never, I never had a problem with that. And I shaved my head off. I shaved my hair off, not my head. <laughs> I shaved my hair off. So I was, you know, I was, I was, I was rocking a body. So it was, I, I never had any poor experiences as far as that. But I will say, any model who has a hair texture where they know the glam squad can't take care of it, bring your own product. Mm. It's asking again, what is my hair supposed to be like? So that way, you can you can um, do your hair the exact way they want to have it on the runway. Because if, if, this, if this is your hair and this is your prize and this is your pride and joy, you don't want anybody messing up your time. Mm. Be prepared. Have the right product on deck so that way you can't be pissed off that somebody messed up your hair. There we go. Or you can you can do that, or you can walk them through it. You can teach them because a lot a lot of the time, and this is what people don't know, a lot of the time, people the the, the hairstylists, the makeup artists, they don't have the proper training mm. to do our hair or to do our makeup. I was in New York for Fashion Week and I had a makeup artist. She said, oh my God, I'm so excited. It was a makeup artist and a hairstylist actually. They were both saying, oh my gosh, I'm so excited because where we're from, they don't, they don't give us black girls to practice on. There aren't any black girls, so we don't know how to do black girl hair and black girl makeup. Hmm. I'm, I'm so blessed to be able to do this. Uh, I was working, I was working in Miami and a Latino hairstylist and makeup artist well, I was bald, but he, he did my makeup. He was like, oh my gosh, 
Did I do a good job? I'm so happy because I never had the opportunity to practice on black girls. Mm. That's a problem. Mm. And it's, 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 not, it's not a problem for the models. It's a problem for the models. For the, it's, a, it's a problem with production. Mm-hmm. It's a problem with the school. You have to ensure that your that your stylists and your artists are properly versed in taking care of every hair type, every skin type. They need to be knowledgeable. They, will not, they, they won't be able to have experience if you don't give them the experience. And they, they shouldn't be getting, getting that their first experiences on the job. They should have experiences mm-hmm. in the school or when they're learning, you know? I do. I think that that's really interesting that you touched on that because honestly, I've heard the situation replayed so many times and there are literally two different reactions to that. Sometimes that glam squad, oh my gosh, I've never worked on black skin or on black hair and I'm so excited. It's almost, for some models, it was a traumatic experience because they didn't know what they were doing. They didn't ask, they just jumped right into it. And I love the fact that you brought up helping them through it. If a stylist, a makeup artist, a hairstylist is open to it, help them. Because nine times out of 10, you are right. They don't have the proper training. And it's much more beneficial to them to mess up a handful of black models and still get booked for what they majorly do, which is primarily Caucasian work. So for them, um, especially the ones who really don't take the time out to even consider learning how to work with black skin and black hair, a lot of them would just rather cut their losses. You know, out of a hundred jobs, if I know only five of them on average, I'm actually going to have to work on a black model. I would rather mess up those five times and still get booked for my 95 jobs instead of investing the time and effort and learning how to be excellent in my craft, no matter who I'm working on. So just, be careful out there, but if they are open, definitely take Kay's advice on that because I co-sign. Walk them through it. Bring your own products, especially if you get booked often for your natural hair. Either ask ahead, like she said, to know what your hair is supposed to look like. Don't walk in there and they're trying to straighten your hair and your hair is natural. They will try it. So please, please, please always ask about prep work. That's what it would be called. Yes. How do you want me to prep my hair, prep my skin? Always because if you don't, you will be walking, you will be walking on somebody's runway crazy. Ooh, and if you, you are your brand. So if you are okay with that, by all means, go for it. But if you are fighting for your brand, you're going to make sure you are correct. Yeah. That or not. All right. And that's that on that. Okay. Um, I will say though, industry wise, I love that you did touch on the fact that these schools really need to start cranking out artists that cater to a wider demographic because honestly a lot of the schools i mean what's been working for them for 30 years they don't see a need to fix it especially if the industry itself is not mandating it so trick question or ultimatum should i say who holds more of the responsibility for creating the change the industry meaning the clients and the brands that are hiring professionals or the schools that are producing these professionals uh, everybody's responsible. Okay. Everybody's responsible. Every everybody has to do their part. Everybody has to do their part. It's all about that key word, inclusivity. Because we like I said, there's so many different different types of people 
different hair types, different body types, different skin types. You need to be knowledgeable about that stuff just in case you come across something that you, you know, that you don't, that you wouldn't necessarily come across and on your day-to-day work. You have to be prepared. You have to, you have to be ready. Stay ready so you don't have to get ready. You have to be yeah. ready for it when it comes across your desk. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I love it. Okay. Okay, that's so everybody out there, if you're wondering who it's to point simple. the finger at, everybody's responsible. If you're wondering who to point the finger at, everybody, everybody gets the finger. Everybody. All right. So, yeah, absolutely. As a, as, a, as a model, you have a voice. You can say, hey, that's not, this is not how you do that. Let me show you. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? As an as a artist, saying, hey, I need more practice on this. Or, like, you know, outside of your work, that's why you have. Your your freelance work. That's why you have your mm-hmm. your your Instagrams and your all your platforms. You reach out to say, "Hey, I want to collaborate because I need I need some practice. I need to get good at this." Each individual is responsible for their craft, and the productions are responsible because they need to ensure that 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 was, that their productions are reaching out to everyone. That they're that they're mm-hmm. touching the masses. You can't just focus on one, one, one demographic, one race, one size, one culture, one. It's not just one. This is true. This is so true. And I'm so glad that we're able to even, again, have this conversation. And I love the fact that you touched on having a voice and using it. Because I also think that that's a very touchy subject for models in general, but Black models specifically simply because mm-hmm. of what people already perceive yeah. in their heads. So I really want to mm-hmm. get into that because um, I want us to break down, one, how to use your voice as a model, and then for Black models, how to use your voice as a model without fearing outside forces making what you're saying seem like something it's not. Because I already know being a model, just saying anything, you feel like you're about to lose your job. You feel like you're about to be cut from set. You feel like nobody's ever going to rebook you. Okay. But then being black on top of that, like you could just be having a bad day and just not want to talk to anybody. And now you didn't even say anything, but people don't want to work with you anymore. You know, so it's just. Right, because, because I was perceived as, as that black bitch. You don't want to do that. Exactly. It's, it's very difficult. difficult. To be honest, that part is. But it's uh, the last con- the last conversation we had. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I said to you that there's a, a balance between um, being confident and being humble. Mm. Remember? Yep, you did. So when you so when you're when you're using your voice, you don't have to wave your fist or stomp your feet to have a voice. You can simply say. I have a recommendation for you because um um you know I'm this is I, I work with my hair every day or um you know I do my makeup on my skin every day. Here's what I recommend. Here are my products. Let me show you how to do it, or I can help you. Mm. So it's not so it's not an attack on someone, or so you're not coming off as bitchy. You're not being angry. Mm. You're being helpful, and you know you're being resourceful. You're you're being you're you're creating you're creating a relationship with these people. That makes them appreciate you. Mm. They appreciate working with you. They appreciate your presence. They're, they're dying to work with you again because they they feel like oh, this is somebody I can work with that I can learn from. Now you become valuable. Wow. 
Yeah, I'm sorry. That was just whoo, so many visuals of that. Models who have to go in and like yes. fix their makeup. It's just it's a lot. Yes. It's delicate. It is Yes, because because you and you and I, you and I actually you, myself, Lori, and I think there was one or two other models. I also never knew you and Lori. But um, we all sat down and we had to do our makeup at the fashion show because mm-hmm. one, how long they were taking, two, for how the makeup was coming out. Yep. I'd rather I'd, I'd rather give myself a simple K-Cox brown skin girl beat and walk on the runway and be confident knowing that my makeup matches and it looks good. I'd rather do that than walk out on the runway and look like I'm casting ready, like I'm ready for my funeral. <laughs> Those are the two options. Seriously. I'm saying you have you have one color on your face and your neck is a different color than the and then the kicker is when you're when you're working in the in their flashes, the flash picks up the difference. Yes, it does. Every time. Every time. Wow. So yeah, no. So that's a that's a that's a it's a funky thing that we have to that we, that we really have to go through that though. This is very true. And I wanted to see how experiences like that and others throughout your career have really shaped you as a model. Um, and these could be experiences that you've had that are exclusive to being a black model or experience that you've had mm-hmm. just over your career in general. How have these challenging experiences, whether it's somebody not knowing how to do your makeup or a designer um, not having your clothing fit right because they were late to a show because I know, oh my gosh, I know that, that happens. Um, whatever the experiences are, somebody, how, how have these experiences, no matter how bad or how challenging, how have they worked out for your good? They made me want to get better. They made me want to get better at their own craft. Mm. Yeah. If I feel like people are, are not going to be able to do my makeup, trust me and believe me, I sat down and I looked at a little bit of YouTube, <laughs> gave myself a couple of face beats, okay? Um, and I, I perfected how to do my own makeup for a show and look, and look good walking on the runway or 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 for a shoot or something. Main, you know, mainly, mainly it's, it shows that, that I have the biggest issue. When it's like a, anything commercial, I don't really have too much of a problem. Mm-hmm. But yeah, for for shows, yeah. yeah, I make I make sure I know how to do my hair. I make sure I know how to do my makeup. I make sure I have pins and clips so that way I can adjust my clothes if I need to. Oh, I forgot pins. Why don't you have pins, designer? You're a designer, and you mm. you didn't fit me yesterday, or you didn't fit me two days ago. Hmm. Why didn't you have Why didn't you have a fitting two days ago? Hmm. Okay, don't worry about it. I have some clamps in my bag. I can clip myself. Not and of course not with the attitude. I definitely have attitude in my brain. <laughs> but while I'm, while I'm presenting myself, while I'm presenting myself, they don't know. Um, I just hey, I have some extra clips. Oh, to, to, you know, any of your other models need clips. Oh, sure. Any model need help with hair? Okay, sure. And I think that's uh, my 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 resourcefulness and my helpfulness that comes that comes from being um 
that comes from being a, a coach and a photographer and a mentor and all of that stuff. It, mm-hmm. it makes me want to help others because I know so many other models are not self-sufficient. Wow. So I always, I always want to help, but I always want to make sure I'm right. I like that. Making sure, like, you know, your house is set up, it's ready, you're good before you try to help somebody mm-hmm. else, and then your foundation is mm-hmm. not even solid. I appreciate that. Absolutely. <laughs> hey there, model. If you love what you are hearing so far, check out Model University. The best part is you can enroll for free. Sign up for your free model prerequisites, which include model orientation with a list of free amenities at Model University, the free modeling 101 textbook, how to make your first $1,000 as a model, and the free online modeling 201 course for finding the money in your market. Check out the show notes below to enroll today. We talked a lot about what it is to be a black model, but I really want to get into the actual community. Like, what is the black community like inside of the modeling industry? I really want to know your take on it. Well, luckily, I've I've had the honor and the privilege to work with many black models, and um, our relationships are pretty good. But in the in the community as a whole, outside of you know the people who you already know. Mm-hmm. The, the, the model community in with black girls is a little bit difficult because, you know, you expect everybody to be, oh, yeah, that's a black girl. Let me be her friend. It's, it's actually the opposite. It's initially, mm. it's, everybody's more rivals wow. than friends first because when you walk in the room, like, you don't, you don't feel, um, you don't feel intimidated by a white model or a model that's different from you, you feel like, yeah, I got this because, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm black. I, I don't look like everybody else here. Mm. But then when you, when you see a black girl, it's instantly like, oh, look at this bitch. Mm. She thinks she's cute. Oh, no, I'm, I'm going to get this job. She's not going to get this job. So, yeah, it's a, it's a, little, it's a little bit tougher. We're, we're more competitive uh, amongst ourselves versus being competitive against others. And that sucks because it, it should be it should be more of a sisterhood. It should be more of camaraderie. It should be more like um, togetherness in the black girl community. But it, they are enemies. Wow. <laughs> comes down to get the job. Wow, wow. I think that's really interesting because I don't think that a lot of us even realize that it's occurring. You know, it's just almost like an unspoken vibe or expectation at this point which is so wow but i i honestly do believe that there's always a way to combat it like i would never bring up an issue that i felt like we couldn't solve on this podcast episode so i thought about three things that every model out there every model listening especially if you're a black model this works for all models but if you're a black model this works for you too especially you three things you want to do to every single black model that you meet you want to smile, you want to introduce yourself first, and you want to compliment something about them. Pay That's compliments. It. A compliment always works. You know, those those are three those are three rules that I taught myself. Mm. I, because because black girls black girls already had this intimidating factor about them. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So you have to you have to be in the mindset, the mind frame to 
turn a smile on because you already have resting bitch face. Turn a smile on so it changes the whole energy. Introduce yourself. Hi, my name. Hi, my name is Kay Coster. Hi, my name is Lola Shell. How are you? What's your name? And then you say, "Girl, I love your hair." Oh my gosh, girl, I love that jacket. Instant icebreaker. Instantly. Instant icebreaker. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's and really. It, works. it does. It works. That's exactly what I was gonna say. It works. It works. <laughs> it really does. Wow. So uh, honestly, everybody out there, that's a challenge to you. You'd be very surprised if you just do those three things to every single black model, especially that you meet. You'd be surprised the different type of culture that you'll start. Even if you're the only person doing it, it won't just be you for long. And you always, always, always want to practice how you play. Because if you're able to do that when you're just meeting people, imagine how effortless it'll be on a set, on a job. Like, it'll just be completely, completely effortless. And yeah, you can't you can't only just practice that amongst models though. You have to practice that in everyday life so that way it's fluid when you do it, it's natural. It's not like a fake force like a, like you ever watch Mean Girl where she's like, Oh my gosh, I love the bracelet Yes. That? It's like that's the ugliest bracelet that I've ever seen. You know, like I, <laughs> I, I got you. Right. I totally yeah, no, it you. has to, once you once you practice it on a day to day basis. It becomes easy. A, a couple of years ago, I made it my New Year's resolution. Like, I would go through these New Year's resolutions and not like, you know, I'm going to go to the gym every day or I'm going to eat healthy every day. It's more like, um, I'm going to smile more. Mm. I'm going to pay a compliment to somebody every day. And I really, really practiced those things as I was going along and smiling at people and paying a compliment. Those One year was smiling more and the next year it was paying a compliment to somebody every day. A person wow. every day. So now, now it's, it's my everyday life. Like if, I, if I'm staring at somebody, I'm going to open my mouth and say, "Hey, oh my gosh, I love your lipstick." And if you it. don't say anything, if you don't say anything, it's going to be automatically, "Oh my god, what is she looking at? What you looking at?" Mm. Wow. Even and if you get pulled over, even if you get pulled over by the cop, <laughs> just smile and say, "Oh my gosh, I love your tie. Yeah, I love mm. your That's a nice badge. <laughs> you wear that badge all the time. It's a nice badge. <laughs> It's all shiny. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh god, that was a good. That was a good one. But yes, yeah, smile and pay a compliment to somebody every day, and it will work in the model world. It'll it works with the designers and clients. It works with the photographers. It works with everybody as long as it doesn't. As long as it's real and it doesn't sound mm-hmm. like you're kissing ass, mm. it'll definitely get you far. And speaking of getting you far, there is something that I feel like you are the perfect person to touch on. When it comes to practicing how you play, showing up how you need to show up consistently um, for models. And I want, Kay, I want you to definitely get into this. How you show up to a casting, you need to show up like that to the set once you're booked. Don't change yes. anything. <laughs> that, that's super, that's super important. Um, that's something that I did, that I, that I uh, actually really wanted to touch on. Mm-hmm. You, it, is, it is imperative for all models, but most especially black models, you need to show up looking the part. Mm. Have your nails together, have your toes together, have the the heels of your feet together, make sure (laughs) your legs are lotioned and properly moisturized, make sure your hair is together, make sure you don't have on a crazy looking wig, make Mm. sure your makeup is nice and and natural and fresh, make sure your t-shirt is crisp and white, make sure your jeans are crisp and black or nice and blue, you have 
to play the role. Make sure you smell good. Because here's the thing. I have done, I have casted some shows. Um, I've done some, I've directed some castings where I saw some girls walk into the room. And it's like, what the hell does this girl have going on? <laughs> wow. Seriously. Seriously. And then if they don't get booked, they're, they're angry. Like, they, they didn't want to pick me because I'm a black girl. No, it's not because you're a black girl. They didn't want to pick you because you're not playing the role. It's really tough mm. for us. So that has to be the top priority. Look the part. I did a show, and there, there was a, there are a couple of girls, like, you know, I smelled them, and they smelled like a special pizza with all of the toppings. And it was like, girl, Ooh. you're about to put on, you're about to put on this designer's clothes. That's disrespectful. Wow. That's offensive. Yeah. <clears throat> I, like me, I have to have baby wipes. I have. I'm obsessed with the way I smell and with the way I look. I have to have all of, everything that I use to get ready in the morning. Mm-hmm. I have it in my bag with me in case I need to do a touch up or you know a fresh up some some baby wipes. To be honest, I bring a whole washcloth and some some shower gel. Because <laughs> <laughs> you never know. Stay ready. Yeah, I can't. You can't get caught slipping. Stay ready so you don't have to get ready. You know what I mean? And, um, you know, just if you, if you, let's say you're just randomly someplace where you can't get to your, you can't get to something at home, make sure you have a bag with all of your necessities in the car. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's, but it's, it's definitely super important because we have we already have to fight to be that one black girl to get the job. If you don't look the part, act the part, smell the part, breathe the part, live the part, <laughs> you're not gonna get the part. Be the part. You're not gonna get that job. Yes. Be the part. We have to embody it. Yeah. No, I was I was gonna touch on that the one time on with um with Michael Costello because that because because that that's a, that's an important part of looking the part. I, I looked the part at the casting, and the casting director, said, uh, Michael Costello himself, he said, "Hey, he said, don't sh- do not change your hair." And then when I went to the show the next day, I had I was trying to show versatility, and I had on a short, six thirteen blonde wig with zero makeup on my face. Didn't look fresh. I showed up with my bare face because they said show up bare face, and they turned me away at the show. Mm. So how you show up for the casting is how you show up for the show, or how you show up for the job. You have to look the part at all times. If you think that just because you're booked, you're booked, booked, that is not the case. Oh, no. You can get cut at, at any time. So you do not need to give them an excuse. You had a very good saying, Kay, that your first strike is your third strike for a black model. You do not yeah. have, you don't have that luxury. You, you don't. have no wiggle room. You don't. So please, and that, please, that, please. That, hurt, that hurt my feelings the most because it was, it, I really, really wanted that job. And I thought I had it in the bag because he gave me so much praise at the casting. Mm. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it, it hurt my feelings. I, I, I wanted to, I, I went home and I cried. And I cried. I called my mother crying. But, um, yeah, no, I, that, that was a lesson learned. How I see, you will always see K-Cops in a clean, crisp t-shirt hey. and some jeans. Hey, and maybe yeah. a motorcycle jacket or something. I was just about to say, but I'm I like, in the boots. Don't forget the boots. Oh man, and it's it's crazy because we're trying to tell you this so that you don't have to go through it. So please, please, please take all the advice that you can from this interview. With the new normal in mind, we have a way for you to get model coaching from the comfort of your own home. Because you are a valued podcast listener, we want to give you access to Model Mastery, the membership program. 
get detailed curriculum to help you build your modeling career. Check the show notes for a direct link to find out more and an exclusive discount. Now, we've touched on a lot of the grievances and just experiences in modeling, but specifically catered towards Black models. And we've also talked about how you can face them and overcome them, which I think are some of the most essential parts to this interview. But before we go, do you have any words of advice for models? And then I do want you to give words of advice for Black models specifically, because I know there's some advice that only Black models can actually use. I think I have a, a, quite a few things that I could say, but um, as far as far as being a model goes, just as far as being a model, a model black model, it doesn't matter what kind of model, short model, fat model, skinny model, plus model, gay model, straight model, it doesn't matter. One, never give up. Mm-hmm. Never give up. Never allow the bad experiences of your career. Never allow that to stop you from pushing forward. Um, I would say um, we have to we have to remain calm, stay poised, be knowledgeable about everything that you're doing, so nobody can count you out. Mm. If, if they if they end up counting you out, that's because they just they're just really really being quick. But always be on the up and up and stay ten steps ahead. But you never count it out. Love it. And yeah, and that's 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 generally all around. That's that's in life period. Never let anybody have the opportunity to count you out. And if they do count you out, you're counted out, knowing that you've dotted all your eyes and you crossed all your P's. Mm. Black models have to make sure that they know how to do their makeup. Black models have to make sure they, they, they know how to express what needs to be done to them, to their hair and to their faces. Black, black models need to be 10 steps ahead of all of the white models. We do, because in our, in our community, it's so easy for them to tell us no. When you do your, when you do your research on their model boards, you see a ton of blonde hair, blue-eyed people quite a few ethnically ambiguous people mm-hmm. and then you see one or two models one or two black models and they say hey we got your look already nah you don't have my look my look is the look that you need on your board mm-hmm. you have to be you have to make sure you're likable you have to make sure you're related but still but still be yourself you have to always be yourself let them know that I'm what you're missing make sure you do it with a little bit of balance though <laughs> because you don't want to, you don't want, you don't want to, you don't want to do too much. Where if I hell no, we don't want to book her. You have to do it in a in a way that makes people want. You have to be wanted by by everybody. Wow, that's all she wrote. Got K Cox, everybody. K Cox, okay. <laughs> Woo, I don't know. I'm smiling. <laughs> I, I like these are just quotes. Like I could literally probably like go back. Anybody could actually go back through this interview and write down affirmations at this point and get them through a whole month okay daily yeah, affirmation yeah, at this point i absolutely love it where can the people find more from you 
learn more about you, you know, just stalk you and support you and vice versa, where can people find you? Um, it's always best to find me on the gram. Find me on the gram at the K Cosway. T H E K A Y E C O X W A Y. That E at the end of K is super important. Mm-hmm. It's the K Coxway. Yeah, and um, my website is um I was telling you last week um my website is under construction and it's gonna be um it's gonna be published and launching soon. Um and yeah, you can you can find me, you can find me somewhere everywhere. All you gotta do is just type in my name. We'd love to see it. And if you missed how to spell that and you're too lazy to rewind this episode to hear it, don't worry, I got you in the show notes. You can definitely just check them out, click what you need to click. And as soon as her website is live, it will be added to the show notes. So keep checking back or just check on her Instagram every single day until she does it. Okay. (laughs) Hold her accountable, guys. I love it. Accountability. There we go. Accountability is important. It is. That's how you get ahead, honestly. And truly, that's the real secret. If you have somebody holding you accountable and you actually set real goals with real dates, it becomes real. Yeah, that's a, right. That's how, that's how you're able to manifest and get things that you write it down. You set a date and you get it done. If you don't have a portfolio, you write it down, you find your pictures, you set a date, you find your photographer, you get it done. You yeah. want an agency, you write a date, map it out so that way you can get a all knocked out, write it down. So your goal for this podcast is to write down the Kaycox way into your Instagram search. Okay. Set a date to follow her and to harass her about this website and then yeah. do it. <laughs> That's how you do it. That's your goal for today. Follow the Kaycox way and definitely stay tuned for her amazing website because she will not disappoint. All right. Thank you so much, Kay, for joining me yet again. I love having our conversations because they are always real and they are always just what people need. So thank you so much for taking time out of your day to have this chat and with thank me. Thank you so much for having me yeah. Ooh, Don't worry. We are definitely going to do this again because I could already see people needing more from you. Okay. So <laughs> we yeah. will be in touch.